Greetings, Starseeds, and welcome to A Cosmic Journey. The podcast where we talk about everything in the universe from the physical to the metaphysical. I'm Demi Wild. And I'm Jay Maceo. This week we've got cosmic news stories. Demi teaches us about the personal planets, Mercury, Mars, and Venus in Astrology 101. And Jay teaches us about manifesting miracles and maybe a man by using your mind. And we have... Special guest Stone Street joining us to talk about all about his newest single, Pretty Faces. That's right. So how has this week been for you? There you go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it that time. Uh, this week has been really good. Yeah. Uh, I started watching, I got really into like 80s horror movies okay. this week. Which, I started watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I've never seen that. It's really good. I, I watched it like uh, like super late at night mm-hmm. and it's, it's actually kind of long, I realized. And... I think I'll, I watched like three quarters of it before I like, oh, I gotta go to sleep. But um, uh, I was really enjoying it. It was super good. And I watched House too. That was another good one. With uh, Bill Maher? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew up on that I, on that show. I loved that movie when I was a kid, yeah. It's a good movie too. It's a bit ridiculous. I don't remember. I remember bits and pieces. The old man, he was from the 1800s. How did he get there? Bill. It was so long ago yeah. that Bill Maher was like a playboy from what I remember in, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I went to the beach, and uh, I've also decided to start therapy next week. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Start back at therapy. I was doing it for a little while, um, and I, I don't know. I just probably just need a little bit more like healing, I think. I get that. I understand that. Like A lot happened this week to where I felt that uh you know getting healthier i felt areas where i wasn't healthy and i realized that i I do need to to get healthy in a lot of areas so uh which is a good thing it's not a bad thing it's a good thing so i'm with it yeah how about you anything else or whatever you got going on uh a lot of good stuff i mean that i decided i am going to get healthier in some areas i didn't beat myself up for the days that i did not jog so that is uh that is good. I also went to the beach. Uh, an interesting thing, I had uh, met someone online, I want to say five and a half years ago or something. Mm-hmm. And we've talked online either, uh, you know, we, we've been flirty and stuff like that in the past. Now we're just friendly. Uh, but at any rate, we hung out for the first time. We, we went to the beach. Uh, we met for the first time while he was in Los Angeles for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really, really good. And oh, you didn't did. go to Tribal Cafe like I suggested. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. No, we didn't go. <laughs> no, you know what happened? We so. went all the way to the beach, and then we were rushed for time. Yeah, it's and the opposite side of town. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why go to the beach? You know, pick me up in Beverly Hills. We went all the way to the beach. Then we're like, oh, crap. He was like, I got to catch a flight. So that's how that went. Well, maybe you and I should go to Tribal Cafe then, because I have. Yes, I've gone there. I remember I went there. I told you I went there three. I had it was about three years ago. I went there three and a half years ago. So yeah, I do have a story before we get into the news stories. Ooh, I'm ready. Another thing that happened this week was uh, pretty weird. Okay, I had. um, I was on Grinder. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) which I have actually deleted all my apps as of this week because I felt. Partially because of this this experience, but um, I this guy I was talking to, he said something very strange to me. Okay. He said he goes, "Do you have a grandmother or like an older female presence that was very important to you?" Out of wow. nowhere, out of nowhere, and I was like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Okay, um, like do you like do you do you is this resonating with you? Like do you feel her? Like I'm like." Yeah, I, I feel her all the time. I was starting to get creeped out a little bit. And 
uh, he said, uh, like, her presence is always around you. You're always loved. And uh, she's always looking out for you. Wow. And I said, what? Are you a medium? And he goes, yeah, it can be kind of intense sometimes. And, like, fully, I was like, okay, I have questions. Like, uh, on app. Like, like wow. virtually. Wow, okay. This man, like, was reading. My grandma was talking to this man. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it wasn't CoStar reading you for filth this time, not sponsored. It was, like, somebody else, like, not for filth, but reading you, reading you. Reading like, me, reading me. Wow. Well, my my grandma was talking to me on Grindr. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, I was like okay, I have questions. Like, I have to meet you. And, um, and I'm going over to his place, and and immediately I felt, like, an energetic kind of shift. And uh, he pulled out these tarot cards. And I know we had, like, a, the tarot card reader on a couple weeks ago. Right. And The helper. Shout out to Jay to the helper. And the way that this man was using these tarot cards, mm-hmm. I've never seen someone use the tarot cards like that. Wow. He was just like, shuffle, 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 pull, shuffle, 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 pull. And then, like, every word, it was so much information. Wow. Like, but I was, like, something in the back of my mind, and I, I feel like it was my grandma telling me this, but she was like, listen to every word this man is saying. Mm-hmm. And I did. I, I wow. was I was very much, like, one of the messages was, put down grinder. <laughs> 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 you <Wow>. done. <laughs> wow. Grandma told me to put down my grinder. Wow. <laughs> But it was like, like it, it was messages that like it needed to happen, and and I felt like the message was absolutely received. And uh, thank you, Trey. Um, I did invite him on the show. Nice. Um, he may come on a couple in a couple of weeks or something, but um, we'll work something out. But um, yeah, it was a very like intense experience. And no, I did not hook up with him afterwards. Well, okay. <laughs> I was wondering that one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like it, it was a very cool experience. Wow. Yeah. That is that is awesome. I've never experienced like a medium before. That is you know what? That is I want an experience like that. I mean, I, maybe not on Grinder, but I haven't had Grinder for years, but Well, if he comes on the show, you might. <laughs> wow, I might get Grinder. Oh, have an experience like <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like 5 years without it. Do I really yeah. need it? Yeah. Wow, that is a cool cool experience. Yeah. Well, we also, you know, want to talk about the, you know, the fact this week uh, that uh, Chadwick Boseman from uh Black Panther uh died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I cried. I I I know I told you this already, but like I I I'm not like a huge fan of like superhero movies and everything, but I literally had tears in my eyes when I found that out because I know how important that that character and the fact that he played that such an amazing character that people needed to see and right. needed to hear. I felt that and something just kind of overtook me. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, this is the thing. I went into watching that movie, strangely enough, expecting not to to really resonate with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, my first thought was, and I guess this is my black privilege that I can say this, but I was like, oh, okay, it's another another uh, black superhero where the black superhero's you know n- name has black in it. Okay, and I expected it to be something that it wasn't. And when I looked at it, just how powerful, how you know, awesome of a movie it was, it's and yeah, and it without beating one over the head with with race because certain you know certain people think that uh, a movie that's empowering to a certain people have to beat you over the head with race it didn't do that it quietly put forth a black superhero that was just you know powerful likable awesome 
and just a really intense story. And mm -hmm. I think that's really important to see. I mean, it's hear people say this like you know all the time, but I didn't as a kid. I did not see superheroes that looked like me. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people that was uh, very important. I didn't even know he was sick. No, but it was very quiet. In fact, I, I read something today that uh, a lot of people were making fun of him because he did a, um, he did like a, a, he like donated money to a charity and he did like an event or something, but he had lost weight and people were making fun of him on the internet mm. because he had lost weight and he was, he was sick and whatever that, that was, I hope those people got that message yeah. that you yeah. shouldn't do that to people. Yeah. Because you don't know what a person's going through. Exactly, and it's it's certain. It's funny, like when somebody's a celebrity, sometimes it's open range, yeah. uh, and you know they see you open yourself up to you know to that. But you know these are you know real people with real you know real issues. But you know you know shout out or uh, just condolences to his family, to the fans, yeah. to everybody. And life is short, so uh, you know live it while you can. Yes, live it while. And he and it, from from what I've seen, he definitely did. Absolutely, he made it. Yeah. We've got some news stories to shift into a much more fun topic. Dun, 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 dun. Let's have some fun. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, story, The Three Little Pigs? Yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> what is this? All right, where, are you, where are we going with this? Okay. Well, uh, Elon Musk... Uh, has his own little version of this. I'll explain what I mean. Oh you know, we've talked about him before. You know, of course, everyone knows Tesla. Mm -hmm. uh, awesome car. Uh, Self-driving car. So, you know, there's a lot of tech stuff. Uh, he, Elon Musk, he's, you know, with the SpaceX, we've talked about that. That, you know, now he has his own, you know, rockets, you know, yeah. challenging NASA. is not the only person going into space. Elon Musk is. But he also has his other company called Neuralink. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And this uh, Neuralink uh, company uh, had this uh, little uh, symposium, and uh, had, it was an unveiling, and they had three little pigs there. Now, what was interesting about these three little pigs is, and one was named Gertrude, because you have to have a pig named Gertrude, <laughs> right? Had uh, Gertrude had a coin-sized computer chip in her brain for two months. A computer chip. We talked about chips in the hand before, but yeah. now... Uh, this is a computer chip uh, that this pig had, and the goal is here that this will be in humans for uh, at some point. So she was showing off; they were showing off an early step of curing human diseases with the same type of implant. What? Yes. So that's what they're supposed to do. Supposedly, uh, they'll have this uh, these implants for neurolog neur neurological, say it slowly, <laughs> diseases. Like uh, Alzheimer's, uh, different spinal cord injuries. Uh, so it's it's a, a thing where they're, what they're going to do is trying to hu uh, fuse uh, humankind with artificial intelligence. I don't know. We talked about the implants before. Do you remember when we talked about this before uh, with the computer chip in the hand, and we were saying, "Oh, this little creepy." What about this? Is that a little bit creepier, or what do you what do you think? What do you feel? Well, it makes me think that the technology is taking over. It is. We're living in the time. There's of, a word for this. What? Oh, what's the word? I'm I'm curious. I, I can't. I'm thinking of it right now, but I can't think. It's like, uh, it means like when everything when technology infuses with humans. 
I don't know. It's like a cyborgism. I'm thinking synchronicity, but that's not the word. That's not the word. We're going to find this word. After after the break, we're going to find this yeah, word. we're going to look this but up. But it's, uh, it's really interesting because the idea is, and we've talked about this before with the brain waves and that sort of thing, that a lot of what happens in the brain, and even in genetics, uh, the brain sends neurological impulses and that sort of thing. So the idea behind this is that uh, these uh, implants will uh, not only give brain information, but have the brain, you know, transmit certain types of impulses throughout the body and the cells so that they can heal these diseases. So I'm a little excited to see how this is going to go. Holy shit. Holy shit, indeed. <laughs> well, speaking of rich assholes, um, <laughs> actually, I kind of like Elon Musk. He's not an asshole. But, um, Give me a rich asshole any day. But we do have a rich asshole who okay. is officially the richest asshole. In the in the in state the world, in the yeah. world oh damn in the world okay, in the world Jeff Bezos okay. according to Forbes he his net worth has surpassed two hundred billion dollars making him the richest man in history sheesh yep um, over the weekend a uh, hundred demonstrate over hundred demonstrators gathered outside of his house though in Washington D.C. Uh, to and they constructed a guillotine inside of his door. Oh, like like, like in the French days like of French Renaissance. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm down um, with that. So they protested Amazon's enforcement of mandatory overtime during the pandemic. I mean, everyone knows that like Amazon is kind of like the go-to thing for everything, especially because nobody can leave their house. Right. Right. Now. They got even richer. It made them even richer it during made the pandemic. Even richer yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. Not only that, but he is forcing people to do mandatory overtime. Really? Yeah. While this man makes $4,000 a second. I'd be like, Jeff Bezos, you better be getting here and like sweep up the flow or something. Right. <laughs> or at least, you know, that was about. take care of his employees. Cause, yeah. Like, they live, they, they work in such like, like sweatshop, like environments. Like they, they just like are hard labor, picking up packages, moving them, transporting them in warehouses. And this man is just sitting alone. On his yacht, living it up. Yeah, there's and what was the guy? See that there's some people. I, I'm a big fan of what was this guy's name? This uh, um, uh, big employer that made sure all of his employees had seventy thousand dollars a year at least. Whoa, I, I can't remember his name, but it was we'll like to go back to that too. Yeah, but yeah, uh, somebody said, give a good reason why we don't deserve thirty dollars minimum wage when this man makes four thousand dollars a second. I mean, yeah, what better reason? Yeah. I know a lot of these people actually do work for minimum wage. Uh, I know my cousin actually works for Amazon. She makes like $15 an hour. Wow. Yeah. That's less than I made when I was a manager. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. At a grocery store. Yeah. Crazy. Jeez. Well, I have, uh, you know, we talked about COVID, so I have something else. COVID is scary, right? Yeah. Can we agree that COVID is, uh, boo, is scary? Boo. Uh, how do you get over a fear? Get something else that's even scarier. So we talked about Japan last week, the world's oldest man, 112 years old. Mm -hmm. Another story out of Japan. Uh, there's a big stress release that's uh, for COVID. Uh, people can't leave. What are you going to do if you can't go to a restaurant or to the movie? Uh, Japan says, how about some chainsaws and coffins? <laughs> Let me explain what I mean by Sign this. Sign me up. Sign me up, too. <laughs> so customers in uh, in Tokyo can lie in a two-meter, uh, like a six-and-a-half-foot uh, windowed box listening to a horror story 
and watching actors perform and getting poked and prodded with fake hands and squirted with water and chainsaws all around him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, the pandemic is stressful, and you know they're saying they hope that people can get a bit of relief by just having a scream. It's like the, uh, roller coasters, are, I guess, are, are off. Are, are theme parks open right now? Or are they closed? I think they're slowly opening. Okay, well, you don't have to go to a theme park. You can be in a box by yourself and get the shit scared out of you. So that's what you can do. And uh, it, it's uh, about <laughs> seven. It's, it's eight hundred yen, which is like seven dollars and sixty cents for a show. Actually, you know what? That is not that expensive. That's less. That's less than a movie here. I, you know, I might do that. I mean, it's only for like fifteen minutes or so. So maybe I might get in a box and do this. Hey, get yourself some live theater in Tokyo. Yes, I've I've done. Yeah, I paid more for less fun. Let's just say that, <laughs> right? But that's the, that was that was back in the day. That was in college. That was the donkey show, and we're not going to oh, talk about that. Yeah, let's not go there. I'm kidding. On that note, on that I think note, we're probably going to take a break here. <laughs> Taking a break. We'll be right back with um. What's our next thing? Oh, with Astrology 101. Yeah. And your, uh, Don't you have events. another story? No. Oh, okay. Then I'm... That was it. Oh, oh I do! <laughs> oh! Surprise! I totally do. Aha! I'm, I'm dumb. Uh, so, yeah, we had a, a visitor. We did? We did. Where? Not here. We do oh. have a visitor. We have a We guest. do have a visitor. But um, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about we have a visitor uh, in our solar system. Oh, shit. Yes. We had an, a mysterious interstellar object that crashed through our solar system two years ago. Uh, scientists have named it Omwa'a. I, I think that's what it's. Omwa'a. Sounds like one of my African cousins. <laughs> um, but they were saying that it, it, it might actually be alien technology. Whoa, okay. I yeah. want to hear about this. So it's like a, uh, it's a long cylindrical thing, and it was made of mostly hydrocarbon material. Okay. But it was tumbling end over end, and it was accelerating. And people were saying that it was actually, or scientists were saying that it's like, like no kind of normal explanation makes sense for it. Okay. For it to be working that way. Now, uh, like one, the way it was turning? Like the way it was turning and okay. accelerating. And the way that it was shaped, it was very like, like you know, odd shaped, and the way it was tumbling. They're like, this makes no sense. This shouldn't be happening. Um, but uh, it, it was accelerating, and so one explanation that a scientist came up with was it might actually have a light sail, which is basically like a millimeter wide like sail, essentially. Uh -huh. That uh, like catches air or catches, catches solar waves. Oh shit! And that was making it accelerate. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if we had a visitor, like, alien technology, mm -hmm. it might not actually be functional. It might actually have been broken at that point, is my mm -hmm. kind of, like, guesstimation. But, Who but, broke the alien technology? Yeah, but... Can't take it, you anywhere. My question is, where did it come from? Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I think, this, you know, th this year gets crazier and crazier. So, I think I, it would not surprise me. Uh, by the end of the year, if the October su uh, surprise, this is an election year, so if the October surprise were aliens, I think most of us would go, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, as September ramps up, I think that we're going to be getting a lot more uh, weirdness. Yes, we are in Virgo season. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, my birthday is next week. Show sure is. Yes, I'm very excited. But um, yeah, we're going to take a break. The official break now, I think. We're going to take a break, <laughs> Starseeds. We'll see you right back. We'll be right back. Peace.
Welcome back, Star Seeds. We have an awesome, awesome rest of the show for you. Right now, it is time for Demi's Astrology 101. <laughs> um, today, I want to talk about the personal signs. And those would be Mercury, Mars, and Venus. Um, each one has its own kind of like special quality. And they're the more, so they're the, they're basically, physically, they're the planets closest to us. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they're the planets that we interact with most, uh, or how we interact. And so uh, Mercury being the planet of communication, that's basically how you express yourself in the world. And um, in the world and others, like interpersonal relationships, things like that, or even this podcast is how we communicate. Um, Mars, that is the planet of action, how you uh, move about the world, how you take charge, and what is your passion and what motivates you. Um, Venus is the planet of interpersonal relationships and love, of course, and uh, how you love yourself, the world, and with others. Um, the interesting thing about these is like it's kind of like a trifecta of like what you're kind of like uh, meant to do in in the world, and it's a little bit of a snapshot of like how you interact with everyone and everything. Um, so. We'll start with Mercury. Yours. Oh. We'll start with you. Your Mercury is in Taurus, which means. So this is going to change slightly because I, I had to kind of modify it a little bit because uh, the first part of it, it doesn't quite make a little bit of sense, but it'll make sense with the house placement. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into house place, placements later because that kind of changes things up a little bit. So we're just going to keep it a little bit simple. But, um,. Generally, Mercury and Taurus means you're kind of unchangeable and quietly uh, opinionated about things. You say quietly opinionated? Quietly opinionated. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you take, you like all the pleasures life can offer. So like simple pleasures, like, you know, eating ice cream or like, you know, mm. going for a drive. Like, you know, you like the little things. Um, also the big things. But... um <laughs> Uh, Mercury in Taurus, uh, you're a little kind of careful with your speech, you're deliberate, you're intelligent, um, you, you want things to kind of like make sense, so yeah. you kind of like, kind of peel back a little bit, um, but you learn your best through the senses, through action. You don't really learn through like educational systems or anything like that. You learn best like using your hands or getting just involved. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, you po- possess plenty of common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of like going to paint a little bit of a better picture <clears throat> because it, uh, in your first house, that's your house of self. And I'm going to call this a palette switch <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because like Taurus is generally kind of like, um, you know, it's an earth sign. It's very kind of like in the home beautification. Um, it, but this, because your first house, uh, because yourself, your sun sign is a Gemini, it's going to paint this a little bit different. Also because your rising sign is also in the first house. No, it's a lie. It's the 10th house. Just kidding. Oh. Um, 10th house from Gemini? I might be lying about that. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm still learning myself, guys. But um, uh, I'm going to call this a little bit of a palette switch. Okay. So uh, because your Mercury is in your first house, uh, you're lively, alert, uh, penetrating, and ingenious. I don't know why penetrating, but... Not lately. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you got to penetrate yourself. 
Maybe. Um, mm. He expresses himself easily. You're a born orator. That is very obvious. <laughs> Son of a preacher, man. Right? I was just thinking it. Okay. <laughs> um, always looks on the bright side. You're very adaptable. Um, which is kind of the opposite of Taurus. Like, Taurus is, like, kind of a fixed sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is painting, like, you see the palette switch? Like, it's a little bit more kind of like that mutable mm-hmm. energy. Um, restless, adaptable, mm-hmm. changeable, easily distracted, versatile, nimble. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy talking, but might often monopolize or fail to listen. Um, because you might be too busy thinking about what you'll say next. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch. Guilty! Mischievous and precocious. Mm. Um, lively and interesting, you quickly adapt to new situations. Uh, treat most new endeavors with curiosity and great interest. Um, your first reaction to new stimuli is logical rather than emotional. So like mainly you're kind of like dissect rather than just kind of like feel. Which I do, do, I do a lot too, which I'm... I'm actually learning a lot more how to just be in the moment and feel. Mm -hmm. Um, My Mercury is in Libra. And uh, I have a lot of Libra energy. I have a lot of air energy. So I'm like an airy earth sign. Mm -hmm. Um, It means I'm diplomatic and tactful with my speech and my communications. Uh, I evaluate and I weigh things up endlessly. I usually have good judgment. um, (laughs) Also bad judgment. But I, (laughs) I... I always kind of like temper that with like good judgment. Um, I express myself very clearly, uh, compare and contrast opinions. My, my mental affinity has to be with my, with my relationships. I have to like be intellectually stimulated. Um, good at compromising, always tries to put up, uh, myself in other people's shoes. And I'm a little bit mentally lazy at times, which is <laughs> very accurate. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of like, it'll make sense with the Mars, uh, how mine comes in, but um, Mars is the planet of action. I think that's where my laziness comes in. I have a lot of energy, but it's always in short bursts. And uh, so your Mars is in Leo, and I love Leo for your Mars. Okay. And again, your planet of action. Leo is like that, the heart. Okay. So like you lead with your heart. Um, you have a drive for significance. Mm. You possess a strong need to create in some way, or mm. many, or many ways. Uh, determine that your life your life has a significant meaning. You have a very strong will, and you enjoy the pleasures of risk taking, tempered by a strong sense of reason. You have, um, have well defined ambitions. You know what you're you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and you live your life with a true sense of a calling. So whatever that calling is, like that's accurate. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Um, personal magnetism. And because of that, you tend to get what you always want. I'm starting to. <laughs> Again, many reasons for why we don't get the things that we want. But, you know, because you lead with your heart, yeah. you, you will. Yeah. And you do. Um, <clears throat> you're easy. And this is the fun part. You're easy to arouse as long <laughs> as the love and romance are part of the package. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, spot on. Mm-hmm. I know when I talked about demisexuality, you were like, what's that? Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. I'm one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, in partnership, you require loyalty and admiration. Uh, impatient with small-mindedness, and you have a strong idealistic streak. Mm. So you have, like, very strong ideals. Way and, things ought to be. And you can't... Narrow-mindedness just does not work for you. Yeah. Um, you defend your high principles with honor. 
and you act with your heart. Now, Leo is like like proud energy. It's like you know regal. It's 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 heartfelt. It and the best placement of this is when you lead with empathy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. My Mars is in Aries. Uh oh. <laughs> I, um, it, I love this too about me. Mm -hmm. But when I've known this for a while, that my Mars is in Aries, and it's quick, it's fast. There's no kind of like. <laughs> there's it's impulsive it's very just kind of like spur of the moment my first instinct is just take action get it done um quick flare-ups but my anger doesn't usually last very long mm. and i don't hold grudges and that's very accurate i i when i do have arguments with people which isn't very often thankfully um but when i do in a day or two it's it's done um i don't hold grudges Generally, there uh, my temper comes quick. Okay, uh, deal with anger issues right away. Little room for festering. I don't. Uh, generally, get things done. They make things f uh, make fast and usually decent decisions. And deliberation—that's deliber not a word. <laughs> that ain't no word. That ain't no word. Deliberation works at lightning speed, such as can, <laughs> as such can hardly be called deliberate. <laughs> yeah, there's no deliberate thing with anything that I do it, it's or I would say like like ulterior motive there's mm. no ulterior motive like what you see is what you get nice. and what I do is I just get things done um, spontaneous simple purity of action and innovation so always one step ahead <clears throat> a life that is too predictable makes them too, makes them antsy I can't do predictable um, <laughs> enjoy starting fresh new ideas pioneering action and fresh projects make me happiest. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, generally enjoy challenges. Uh, relationships with, with these natives uh, can be exciting, but keeping up can be difficult. Um, yeah. <laughs> Try to keep up with me. <laughs> uh, relationships with, with me given to impulsive action and not known for sticking things through. That's a read. <laughs> um I'm learning to try to stick things through, definitely, because I, I know that's one of my weak points, but I have innovative ideas. I just have to, like, stick with them. Stick with them. Yeah. Uh, my physical energy is great, but I can lose enthusiasm quickly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Easily irritated by indirectness. I can't. People are vague. Shut up. Shut up. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Yeah. Um, they expect others... Uh, others just say things straight, easily become impatient with convoluted plans or slow actions. Yeah, my eyes glaze over if someone's trying to explain something to me and it's just not there. Um, I have a childlike quality. Would you agree with that? You do. You were like pretty much a child when I first met you. So you will always have a childlike quality. Right. But when you get really happy about something, it is very childlike. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, sometimes I can be rude and impatient or blunt. Uh, but my intentions are always transparent. Um, unless Mars is afflicted, you can also pretty much trust that I don't have any hidden agendas. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, maybe. Maybe I do. do or now, do you? This is the good stuff. Okay. And which is really fun because we're going into Venus now, which is like the, the house of love, interpersonal relationships, friendships, things like that. Mm. Both of ours are in Cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, both of our Venuses are in Cancer. And I love Venus in Cancer. Um, Does that mean we're going to find Cancers? 
for no okay. it, it's like your love language oh okay yeah so um sensitive in love uh even if your sun sign is more playful outgoing such as gemini or leo mm -hmm. so gemini's generally don't like to feel things like to dissect things now because your venus is in is in cancer it places a little bit more of a sensitivity or it it paints that a mm -hmm. little bit you know that different color palette switch okay um they show you their, their love by caring for you it's a very nurturing sign mm. um pay more attention to your feelings than your words and it observes rather carefully so you like we watch people very carefully we we, mm. we learn by watching others and then that's how we uh kind of kind of use that to like um to make that connection with people um want a safe solid relationship you need something yeah. not tumultuous yeah uh a little moody <laughs> at times. <laughs> yes. uh, silent treatments and engaging in pouting routines. Yes. Yeah, me too. Um, turned off by anything too impersonal and too much rationalizing leaves them cold. Um, so yeah, if you want that heartfelt connection, you, you want something like, you know, substantial. Um, if someone's just not giving it to you or me, uh, it, it's a little bit kind of like cold reading. Yeah. Um, not ever afraid of emotional confrontations. Um, so always try to like, like connect with whatever issue is going on. Um, <laughs> always worried they'll be left high and dry. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. That's a read. That's a little bit of a read. Mm -hmm. Um, however, if you've hurt me, if you, if they've hurt us, <laughs> um, we'll have a very hard time forgetting about it. You know what? I'm glad you said forgetting rather than forgiving. Mm -hmm. Because one thing I've heard about, like, in my readings is, oh, you, you're unforgiving is what I've heard in reading something. Mm -hmm. I forgive, but I realize that the forgetting don't part. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so don't hurt me. Yeah. Don't hurt don't me. Don't hurt me either. Uh, every so often, we can retreat into ourselves. And not unlike a crab, um, it, it could be difficult to be pulled back out of that. Mm. And, uh, but because of that, that's a way for like us to heal ourselves and cancers have a very, uh, natural healing quality and they bring that about, like they make excellent, like, like, um, like doctors or nurses and things like that because they are healers they are born healers. And when we do that, we do so with love. And when we love ourselves or if we're hurt we need to love ourselves yes and when we do that we need to kind of like withdraw and and use that nursing ability on ourselves i might cry a little bit okay <laughs> this is a safe space this is a safe space um i love you i love you too i, I so love you yeah yes. and it when i read more about this it, it it really kind of like it strikes a lot of chords with me and i know it can strike a lot of chords with other people if they're open to it and doing this and learning more about astrology is is kind of a way to it's a tool it's a tool that allows you to like realign yourself and uh put yourself back to the place of where you're supposed to be yeah 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 yeah
Oh, I enjoyed this. I'm like getting to know more about myself and we're alike in, in so many ways, I see. Definitely. It's so funny, the first two you read for me were uh, uh, Taurus and Leo. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, a dude named Taurus who's a Sagittarius and a dude named Leo who's a Pisces. <laughs> so it's like a little bit like, <laughs> like who is the real hero here? What's right. going on? Well, again, like, I know like Western astrology is like a little bit like, condensed they you know sun is basically everyone is the thing we discussed this last week but um when you read everything with astrology it's very complicated i see and, yeah um i'm using the metaphor of like painting mm -hmm. because it is like a like a painting because when you have like the one thing up there you know your sun sign mm -hmm. and you throw on a little bit of Taurus energy. You throw on a little bit of, you know, oh. this color over here. You're, you throw this one over here. You're, your love is this one over here. It really just paints that whole picture of like how you are. I've never heard it explained like that before. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you, Megas. That's Astrology 101. <laughs> astrology 101. Thank you, Jeremy. Of course. some insights of the cosmic variety today yes. so I started thinking a lot of you know what I talk about on here is stuff either that I struggle with or stuff that I'm actually practicing and this one I practiced it more this week uh, and it actually was difficult for me uh, <laughs> practicing this but so beneficial at the same time so uh, what I want to talk about today is manifesting using mental pictures. I think we can be so much of a, of a visual uh, society. I'll give you an example. Uh, have you ever like woken up, you, you know, to go to the restroom or go somewhere, your lights are off in your apartment and you don't want to turn the lights on, but you've walked through that apartment and you've seen it enough to where you know where everything is so you don't have to turn the lights on? Mm -hmm. The same thing is that's because what happens is when we get a picture and we see something enough in our mind, then we can navigate that because we've seen it before. It's familiar mm -hmm. to us. We've been there. And by the same token, there are certain patterns of life that we have. And I'll tell you this, everybody is a manifesting genius. Whether you know it or not, you are manifesting using mental pictures right now. But mm -hmm. like everybody listening to this is doing it whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously, whether you're doing it to your own benefit or detriment, you're doing it. And so am I. And I had to realize, okay, how do I do it to manifest with mental, manifest the things that I want with mental pictures? They say that uh, a habit is something, when, something's a habit once the body learns how to do it better than the mind. Like when you first learn to tie your shoe, you're like, okay, I do this, and then this loop goes over here, and then, and now it's just like, ba 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 ba. It would slow you down to try to even think about it mm -hmm. because you do it so quickly. And that's what using mental pictures is all about. So there's a process that's uh, been really helpful for me uh, in manifesting with mental pictures. Number one, to visualize it. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by visualize is, you know, you might say, well, visualize, that's the whole thing. But that's only part of the picture. So visualizing means that getting a mental picture. Sometimes I've talked about being a fan of different types of meditation where I don't have to sit still, where I can run or I can do things. But it might help in, you know, for the visualizing part 
to do this in a time where you can sit still. Uh, close your eyes if you have to. Because just like if I say, can you picture your refrigerator? And you'd be able to, I can, you know, picture mine because mine's, you know, here. But you picture your refrigerator, bam, you get a, a mental picture. When visualizing, the first thing, the way we can visualize is with symbols, mm -hmm. right? So I, one of the things I want, I want success. And one of the things, there's a certain car that I want, a certain type of car mm -hmm. that I really, really, really want. And I think about this car all the time. And what I've made myself do is for that to become not unfamiliar but for that type of car to attract that for it to be familiar i burned the pitch my screensaver on my phone i burned it into my uh, you know into my consciousness because that's a symbol of the things that i want so sometimes in pictures or symbols when we visualize we can visualize in symbols there's what's called the 17 second method mm -hmm. where you can sit down close your eyes think about something for at least 17 seconds I'm not counting right now, so I don't know what that is, but get that mental picture in your mind. I get the mental picture of me behind the seat of that car. Mm -hmm. I get the mental picture, and there are other things that I want, not just the car. I want, uh, you know, I think about my, uh, my uh, album that I want to, to make that is in the process of making. I want mm -hmm. that to come to fruition, and I get, or the amount of money that I want, and I get the mental picture in my mind of that thing. Mm -hmm. And I get the mental picture of the check for that amount of money per month. And I do that to familiarize my brain with certain things because, again, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction. Mm -hmm. So when I give my brain symbols, instead of that being foreign, the things that I want, instead of them being foreign, strange, weird, they're things that are familiar to me. Mm -hmm. And when things are more familiar to me, they're, of course they're going to be mine. They're not all distant in some weird thing over there. They're the things that I, I'm attracting because my brain is, is thinking of those things, seeing those things all the time. Yes, I'm going to see that thing near me because I see it all the time. Uh, but not only through symbols, but through scenes. So we can look and see uh, you know, certain things. We see symbols like this car or this or that. But one of the things that's really awesome is when I get a clear intention of what I want with an elevated emotion. How do I do that? I can see the scene of this thing that I want. How would I feel if I got it? and play that scene through my head. Oh my God, I want this album deal so badly. I want this album to, and I close my eyes. And this, I've been doing this this week, and think about, wow, this song is playing on the radio. Wow, this, oh, that's my song that's in, in this movie. And I, I sit down and I think of how I would feel were those things to happen. And all of a sudden I'm playing those scenes in my mind. Now the thing is, that might sound strange, but we do that all the time mm -hmm. with negative stuff. Oh my God, oh, I like this person or my ex. Oh my God, my ex is, you know, they just broke up with me. They're probably sleeping with my best friend right now and we play that scene in our head, you know? <laughs> or maybe that's just me. Um, or like we, oh my God, I'm going to lose all my money. I'm going to lose everything, blah, blah, blah. And have you, have you ever played negative stuff in your head before? Yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? And we can kind of attract negative things to us because when we play them in our mind again the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between f fact and fiction so it's just playing these things in our mind and sometimes we and can spirals yeah. yeah and we can focus on what we don't want and people think that you know you can avoid something by thinking about what you don't want but if i'm playing a scene in my head of uh i don't want poverty i don't want poverty my brain is just thinking of that scene of poverty and playing poverty or play, uh, playing being alone or playing these things in my mind. So what I have to do is I place scenes 
in my mind and all of a sudden I live in that being see the, the subconscious mind doesn't understand past or future it understands present mm -hmm. and when I play those present scenes in my mind that that somehow to my subconscious mind my subconscious mind gets used to me having those things me being at those places in the present and that's a beautiful thing that attracts it so I, I visualize it in manifesting the mental pictures but I also have to vocalize it this is what I mean by that that the way I speak needs to be congruent and consistent with my vision some of us picture these great things we have vision boards and we have all these wonderful things and then we go back and say yeah but I don't know where the money's coming from I'm probably not gonna make that money yeah there are no good guys out there because all guys cheat on you uh, yeah that car I love it but it's so expensive yeah they're probably gonna break up with me and what happens is we have these awesome 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 pictures in our head mm -hmm. and then we speak against ourselves yep. so the same things that we're looking at one thing I say all the time now and this has been a little bit hard for me after getting those mental pictures I vocalize and I've been saying I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm making and I say that amount of money that I know and it's weird for me and my it's funny when I try to vocalize that what was that number by the way $25,000 a month is okay. what that yeah <laughs> what what I what I want that's my number too that's it's your, it's yes. $25,000 nice. I'm gonna match you we're gonna be equal, <laughs> gonna be equal. yes yes I, I you know in one job that I'm glad I don't have anymore I've gotten close to that but I've never you know gotten that in a uh, in a month before but at any rate yeah and I keep I say that and it sounded so weird because my brain is like wait but I'm not but the more I say that the more natural it feels and then all of a sudden my I say it so much my subconscious mind starts to believe it yep. and all of a sudden I'm not the guy who's making not that I get used to doing that and my, my speech matches my vision so uh, that's that's awesome here's one I don't know if you had an issue with this one before but this is a huge huge one so we visualize it we vocalize uh, the picture but view yourself as worthy yeah have you ever had it? I've had. Have you had problems with that one? I've had problems with this one. I know a lot of people do. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like when you're in a dark place, you don't feel worthy of anything. Mm -hmm. You don't feel like you're deserving of anything. Yeah, you're lying to yourself by doing that. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. you're kind of like stuck in that in that kind of limbo area. Yeah, and once you break yourself out of that and you start kind of like it sounds funny but like when you <laughs> talk to yourself mm -hmm. like yourself speak is like the most important thing yes because you need to like speak to yourself as if you would speak to anyone else like you you do so with love with caring with with empathy empathize with yourself a little bit yeah and you know and, and this is it this is so important because this is what happens when it comes to money, I was uh, just uh, read this. Uh, I've done audiobooks recently a lot, and once this uh, uh, by uh, Waddles, uh, the uh, science of getting rich. Mm -hmm. One of the things he addresses in it. You is, sent me that one on Audible. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. One of how the, do you do that? Uh, on Audible. I, I don't mean a. Oh. I don't mean a break you off or anything, but how did you send that to me? Oh, it's just there's a share button where mm -hmm. you where you can share. Did it let you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I downloaded it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but, you know, there's, what happens is viewing yourself as worthy. One thing it talks about in that book is that a lot of people don't have the money they want because they were taught somewhere, uh, either through a religion or through 
you know, poverty thinking, they were taught that you're not supposed to have this much. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, how can you feel like, you know, you can be rich when there's somebody else that's over there that's poor? How can you feel like you can be happy when there's so many unhappy people here? And then I think I don't deserve it because I need to, and you know, one thing that it's blowing my mind recently is I can't be poor enough to make somebody else wealthy. I can't be sad enough and join someone in sadness enough to make them happier. I can't be broken enough to make to fix somebody else. And I think we're sometimes conditioned to think that if somebody else doesn't have it, or we, we, there's so many reasons that I can't have it. Well, all my family's always been like this. It's always been like this. I don't deserve it. And I think when it comes to you know, and you know how we can know. When we say this thing, I am worthy of all that I want, and there's one thing that I realized I had a block on money because when I started saying this thing, I am worthy of being rich, it felt weird to me. Mm-hmm. And it felt weird because I realized, whoa, I don't really feel like I'm worthy. And the more that I say that, the more worthy I feel. So I wanted, you know, I challenge, you know, all our, our, all our star seats here to think about that, that if you, whatever it is that you want to manifest, Say, I am worthy of, and see how you feel afterwards. It might be tough. It might be really hard. It might feel like, oh, am I lying to myself? But that might be something we need to work on. But these pictures, when you have a mental picture, we need to definitely view ourselves as worthy. One thing that will help us view ourselves as worthy, so we visualize it, we vocalize it, we view ourselves as worthy, but value. Where's the value? Here's what I mean by that. It's one thing for me to say I need to make money, and I just need to make money just because. But when I realize that me making money, I'm able to bring value not only to my life, but to life in general, mm-hmm. all of a sudden my thing gets, like, of course I'm worthy because me getting this thing is bringing value. When I think of uh, me driving what I want to drive, oh, it can take me to this place and to that place, and it'll, you know, for me, it'll bring value by making me happy, the amount of money that I want to make, you know, part of it is so I can do great, you know, fun things, but I can also, you know, when you make the money that you want to make, you can donate to where you want to, you know, to where you want to go. When you have the type of good relationships, you can give more to people. Uh, when you, you know, when we reach our goals and we get to where, you know, I thought about, you know, we were, Demi and I were talking, you, know, you and I were talking earlier today about before we did, uh, before we co-hosted the show together, mm-hmm. you were, you know, new with your show, and I had thought about, you know, for years, oh, what if I had a show, what, you know, what could I do, what could I say, there's so many things I want to say, and I think, you know, and we thank our listeners, too, because I understand it's my goal and, and Demi's goal through the show to bring, not only to make you laugh, but to bring some value to your life, yeah. and when I realized that when I reach my goals, when I visualize myself, whether it's in my symbols or in my scenes, I visualize myself, I need to visualize myself bringing value to someone. So it's not just me getting while they're getting this good, but it's me giving value. And when I do that, when I visualize it, when I vocalize it, when I view myself as worthy of it, and when I add value, you know what begins to happen? I vibrate on the frequency of it. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. Look, if you want to get the rap station, uh, the hip-hop station, you tune on the dial. This is for radio talk, for those of you who know what uh, an old you know radio is. But you tune on the dial to that frequency. I had a, a garage opener. You remember when I was going to put, we had two cars at this point, and I was going to put <laughs> one of them in, uh, in, uh, uh, in the garage here, and yeah. I don't have my garage opener, so I borrowed 
uh, my neighbor's garage door, not knowing that there are two garages here, and he had the other garage key, and I kept pressing it and wouldn't open. You know why? Because the garage uh, opener that I had was tuned to a different frequency, and that I could press it, I could kick it, I could drop it, but that thing would never open, that, that opener would never open the gate that I wanted it to. <laughs> Because it wasn't tuned, it was tuned to a different frequency. And when we do these things, we visualize, we vocalize, we view ourselves as worthy, we see the value, we start to vibrate on the frequency of it. And the way I get something, you don't get what you want or what you need, you get what you are. Yep. And what happens is that I become, what happens, these things that I manifest when I take these simple steps, I become that. I'm vibrating on the frequency of the car that I want. I'm vibrating on the frequency of that job that I want. I'm vibrating on the frequency of the type of relationship that I want. And what happens is when I'm vibrating on the frequency of it, you know what happens? I don't have to fight kick tooth and nail, kick somebody down to do it. I keep doing what I do, right? Mm -hmm. And I want it, but the beautiful thing is when I'm vibrating on the frequency of that dream, the goal wants me just as badly as I want it. I'm gonna say that one more time. When I'm vibrating on the frequency of something, as badly as I want or need that thing, that thing wants and needs me. And what happens is that I am brought to it and it's brought to me and there's a magnetism that happens that my brain, my body takes actions that bring it towards me and the universe takes actions that bring that thing towards me and all of a sudden I start to walk into the thing that I want. So I just, I'm very happy and I'm going to work. It's been a challenge this week, but it's also been very rewarding to uh, manifest with these mental pictures. And just because of how uh, difficult it's been, I'm going to keep it up for this week and let you guys know how that goes. So, yeah. so thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. We're back. back. We're back with uh, our guest Stone Street here. Hello. Welcome to the show. It's Welcome. funny. I, I feel like I feel like when I start recording things, I like get burpy. Like I feel <laughs> like I'm about to burp. I think most. If people I do, do it, I'll do it away from the microphone. Unless I think that's like the most thing that. Unless like, that's what you're. What your uh, well, listeners demographic? Are here, what we're wants. here for? Yeah, yeah. yeah we might know. even call you Burpee. Okay. We might even change your name <laughs> from great. Stone Street to Burpee. We were. We got to say. First of all, I I got to say I'm so happy to be sitting with like my two best friends right now. So this is like awesome. Yeah. I, yes, but it's funny the two of us after one of your songs. There is an Instagram uh, post of us both jamming out to one of your songs. Pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I that. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how long have you been uh, a musician? Um, I've been a musician, like, professionally or, like, just... In general. In general. Um, I started playing ukulele when I was 14 mm -hmm. and then graduated from ukulele to guitar when I was 16. Nice. But, like, always writing little songs. I mean, they were terrible, but, <laughs> you know, they were fun. And, yeah. um, and I always liked to write. And when I was 17, I auditioned for this uh, producer in Atlanta. His name's K.O. Cates. He uh, was the lead producer for Grand Hustle Records for a while. And I um, auditioned for him. He liked my sound, started working with me. I started writing for his projects. And, um, 
you know, eventually I, I left his projects to go to Los Angeles and pursue, you know, a music career mm -hmm. and, and kind of network more here. That's the place um, to do it. Yeah. yeah. Universal's yeah. right down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it's good. It's been good. Yeah. How were those, those first songs? What, what were they about? What, which first songs? You said you started writing songs on ukulele. Oh, on the, on the ukulele. Okay. Yeah. Um, one was about the moon. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess this ties in with your spirituality. But, like, uh, I was, like, super Christian when I was little. So I would, like, write all these, like, little gospel songs mm -hmm. and, like, things like that. Okay. That were, like, kind of weird and, like, <laughs> spoken wordy and, like, and, you know... Uh, I, I'm kind of getting embarrassed about it now, but you know, like, <laughs> it was it was cool at the time. It was like cool. To yeah, it's like when you're like when you're that young, like that's the one thing that like you know you, that is it makes impact on you. So of course, like that's something that would resonate and right. and that you would want to channel. Yeah, yeah. I know this, but I'm going to ask you anyhow. So you go by Stone Street. How did you get that name? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Stone Street is my last name. My name, my f like full name is Nicholas Stiles Stone Street. So That's just, a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of like to. Actually, it was the producer in Atlanta that was like, "All right, you're Stone Street because it's cool. Like, mm -hmm. uh, we want to. That's like whatever, uh, marketable or whatever." So I, I just kind of went with it, and and people in high school <laughs> would call me Stone Street. So I was like, "Okay, that's I." It just stuck. There's enough. Yeah. There's enough. There, like, um, there's enough like repetition of it in my brain to where like people were calling me that, like, and you know, I I've just had like good experiences being called Stone Street to be like, okay, that can be you know yeah, yeah. a good stage name for me, and I yeah. won't feel weird when you know people call me that, you know, nice. outside of outside of friends and. Yeah, well, it, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's like, well, I, I chose the name Demi just mm. because, like, it, it kind of, it stuck out to me. It's cute. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It is. It's adorable. It's cute. I, well, the story is, like, I used the name Dimitri at Starbucks for years. And then uh, I, I met a guy named Dimitri. Because they know how to spell it. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I, I met a guy named Demetrius, but he went by Demi, and so oh, I'm like, okay. I'm stealing that. <laughs> I have to steal that because mm. it just made a lot of like kind of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. And you were one of the one of the motivating forces in uh, would I go by my full name or would I go by Jay Maceo, mm -hmm. which is what I go by, by now my uh, middle my first initial and middle name and my first uh, musical show where I went as uh, Jay Maceo. Uh, you can actually hear on the recording, Stone Street was recording, and you can hear him go, Jay Maceo! <laughs> I love it. How, so I, how did you guys meet? Twitter. Twitter. Really? Fucking Twitter. Yeah. I was trying, I think it's somebody we both follow, I think maybe you commented on there, and I stalked your Twitter, I was like, oh, this guy seems cool, and I listened to one of your songs, and I, I think my first message w w to you was, there should be a sexual preference uh, uh, for, 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 for people, sound yeah, for, for this sound, for the, for, for your voice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this, this, I was just like, oh my God, I love your voice. Yeah. And we, you know, for some reason we, I sent him, I don't know what happened. 
ended up being like, oh yeah, I write too. And uh, I sent him some of uh, my songs. Ugh. And gorgeous. Oh, that that's what you said on mm-hmm. on Twitter. Gorgeous. You said that's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, do you want to write together? And we went. We wrote together. It's weird. We went there. We realized we had uh, mutual friends and stuff like that. But it was kind of cool. I do have to say this story. Uh, he said uh, something about. Uh, judging people, I think on online you talked about judging people who take selfies. In public. Yeah, in public. Right. And uh, being allergic to cats. So on the way to meet him the first time, he didn't we didn't we didn't know each other's humor or anything like that. And I was like, Oh, you know, I'm sorry, I was late. I was taking this awesome selfie of myself, blah blah blah. <laughs> and I, I I got super late. I have my cat with me. Is it okay if I bring my cat? And he straight up said, yeah, whatever, it's cool. <laughs> and when I got there, he said, where's your cat? And I was like, I was kidding, you know? So, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah I had a blonde moment, I guess. Yeah. Like, I love cats. Like, I'm allergic. I'm, I'm definitely allergic, but I still love them. Yeah. You know what I cats. mean? Like, I, I'm a cat uncle. Aww. My, my niece and nephew are at my friend's place. I take care of them all the time. Oh, you're, and you, what, while sneezing? Um, while sneezing, while, like, I have pictures of, like, my face just swelled up on, like, the left side, where I'm, like, like, taking little, like, (laughs) selfies with peace signs, like, with my eye just swelled shut. But, you know, fuck it, I love them. Nice. Now, you have family in the business, too, right? In writing? I do. Uh, my cousin writes for Warner Chapel. Nice. And, uh, she's been doing that for a long time. She just came out with, um... Well, she she's come out with so many. She wrote that song, um, I Don't Give a Fuck by Dua Lipa. Oh, yeah. She's written this, um, written on uh, Stuck With You with Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. So she, like, she's like big. She's up there wow. in the writing game. Um, well, you're big too, sir. No. That's not true. Yeah, I, you're I like six means, two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he means naturally. Right. No, no, but we're looking forward to hearing some of your. And I'll say this too. Uh, so you know, Pretty Faces is, uh, and I love the video. You all should you know check out Pretty Faces on uh, on YouTube. Check it out. Stone Street. Uh, also check out. Well, you know what? Before I go there. One of the ones that I loved, one of the first songs of yours that I heard you sing is Ammunition, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, so raw, so powerful. Yeah. Tell me about that song. Tell us. Oh, I, I, I have a space in my heart for that song because it's, it, it, it's wonderful and it's one of like, it's one that I wrote when I was 17 and I was just like... You know, I just came out to my parents, and like mm. there was this whole argument and feud between families because they were like, "Your son's gay. Like, you need to like like my my uncle was like, "Your son's gay. You just need to like deal with that." And my dad was, you know, they were just like arguing and bickering, and like I was like the ammunition, like fueling this argument, mm. um, and it was just like. Uh, you know, I never asked for this. Like, mm-hmm. I just want everybody to fucking leave me alone. Yeah. Like, and keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I was just uh, like, yeah, it was just, it was just a really like trying time, and I think something really beautiful came out of it. Totally. Um, but like now, I just like do not 
I do not love hearing it. I just like, <laughs> I'm like, the recording's off and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, but it's it's a it's a gorgeous song. Well, it's, yeah. it's, well now your style like has changed, obviously. Like yeah, you have yeah, like yeah. I listened, I think, to the E P that you had, like the Black Canvas. Mm-hmm. Which was really funny because Black Canvas is a very interesting term mm-hmm. that I had kind of resonated with right. a while back and then that was the name of the E P and I was like, Well, okay, I have to listen to this. And it was really good. I was like super like into it. Mm-hmm. And then uh you had this new song, Pretty Faces Out, like, and for me, like, that song is, like, super, like, like just chill vibe, like, it's right. very L.A. vibe. Right. Um, what was that like, like, writing that? Um, well... Like, where did that come from? Uh, hmm. I mean, I was, I, I mean, I wrote it in one session in the studio with these two producers mm-hmm. that were just, like, I'm gonna throw on a bass line and just just write something but really it came out like I was on I was on these dating apps at the time and like everything felt very superficial and the dates that I've been on were like all right this is going nowhere do you want to fuck anyway you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so like I think the the song really came down to this like notion of you know these people that i'm seeing on these dating apps are are pretty faces and i'll and i'll swipe on them with and there doesn't have to be any friction or whatever Mm. and it's kind of like it's kind of like this like glum um interpretation of it which i i feel like i excel at you know (laughs) like with ammunition and everything like i am definitely uh, I'm definitely a cynical optimist yeah. <laughs> in, in reality and just like um, but and I think that song kind of encapsulates that like it's it's just this funky like little uh, kind of glass animals like mm-hmm. riff and you know it's it's, it's ethereal it's, it's, it's groovy. got yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's groovy it's ethereal it has like a like an atmosphere to it but it's also s- talking about something deeper than than what it is which is like the superficial dating experience that most of us go through if you're on the apps mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. and um and yeah i think uh i think i i think the video kind of represents also like you know the the superficial like oh you're not like com- you're not like perfect so mm-hmm. like i don't want to go any further than you know like what's here yeah um yeah i i love the video by the way if uh we do you want to if you want to check out the video it's pretty faces by stone street on youtube and i pop a giant pimple at the end <laughs> Whoa. So, so that's the that's the big reveal of the video so i i love that i loved working on that video it's so fun the special effects makeup. we will we will play the uh the song at, at, in the transition oh perfect too. yeah so yeah. the listeners will listen to it now, nice. now you have I've, it's talking about styles changing style changing nss it's your other nickname one of your nicknames mm-hmm. uh, for you but uh at any rate uh the video from uh ammunition 
So the style of video that you had from ammunition to uh, hate to love, to, oh. that was uh, just, you know, I would say mainstream to undeniably, I would use your word, queer. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I think one thing that I kind of like, and you're one of the first people to use the word not even gay, but queer, mm-hmm. and kind of explain to me what that means. But I, the other one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See, this is, this is why I love you too. But uh, it's so weird that, not weird, but it's so, you know, different to be able to see uh, just instead of your video, boy meets girl, blah, blah, blah. You are undeniably yourself, undeniably gay, undeniably queer in these videos showing gay relationships gay relationships are gay dating and well i think i think it's more of like the realism of what gay relationships go through you mm-hmm. know it's like yeah. it's like we go through the same thing you know and this video has been done countless times by straight like by a straight narrative yeah but um but like in my like my mission statement would be to like be like kind of queering the the eye of like pop culture viewers you know and like i i want that um you know in my career um and it's so funny cuz like <sighs> queerness has been around forever yeah mm-hmm. and like and you know people will tell me like just if i saw your video when i was 16 like that would that would be like so inspiring for yeah. me mm-hmm. and like that's what i love to hear because like i was the 16 year old that was like looking for any 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 gay queer thing I could find to just just to connect with yeah Yeah. it didn't exist until recently right and I think I think most of it back then was just like youtubers and like uh you know really really it was youtubers and I think that's how Troy Sivan got big and like Mm -hmm. these you know kind of people that are coming to the surface um and it's and it's nothing new it's just more Accessible. Accessible, right. Right. Um, yeah, but the video, the video for that was, was beautiful because it's just like, it's like showing, showing that I am just like you. Yeah. You know, we, we all experience this. Um, and you know, I hope, I, you know, I hope more straight people see that. But you know, I I didn't build it for them. Yeah, which wow. is wow. which is, you know. But see, that's cool. kind of like the same lining. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like you don't, as an artist, you're. It's really kind of narcissistic to like be an artist because right. you really are doing it for yourself. Right. But in that process, it's cathartic because if people see it, and when people see it when it resonates with them it means all the world and it's kind of like that that silver lining to the (laughs) the narcissism if you will (laughs) one thing uh, you know i'll say too about uh one more thing um (laughs) about the now the contrast also between uh so pretty faces showed i won't give away too much but two people on a date uh hate to love showed a relationship 
in all the aspects of a relationship. It's funny, I, you know, and I did, you know, share that with a few people, that video was just so awesome. And some of the things, and you probably got this feedback okay, too. Okay, you shared it to a lot of people, by the way. <laughs> I'm one of your biggest fans. I like to push that video off the ground. And, well, it was a good video to do that. But it's funny that with that uh, video, that it, it had it been a straight couple, it would have been, yeah, that's just an awesome video. A lot of people, a lot of responses I got from some of the straight people were like, oh, wow, that's pretty erotic, or that's pretty, because part of a relationship was, it wasn't anything, you know, crazy. There was like, you know, two, you know, two guys in a relationship lying in bed, two people painting and kissing, and like things that people in relationships do, but it's so funny how... I have never painted on a guy I was seeing, but like, you well, know, that video. it's definitely fantastical a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah, but I mean, it's, I have, but it was great for the. It video. wasn't pain. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh. I'm blushing, but you can't tell. <laughs> um, going back to like queerness, like the thing that I love about queerness is that it encapsulates so much, and I think the issue with the LGBT community is that it. I feel like it's segregated. Mm. I feel like there's not enough kind of like inclusivity because you're either lesbian or you're gay or you're trans mm -hmm. or you're bi or you're this or you're that. Mm. But queer is everything. Right. It's it encapsulates like I would consider like even straight people can be queer. Right. Because queer by definition means just an otherness. Right. And um like for example, like the main example I can think of is Lady Gaga. Like she mm -hmm. is a queer pop artist because right. like before her there weren't a lot of like they're kind of like run-of-the-mill pop stars mm -hmm. like she kind of encapsulates just like an otherness she did her mm -hmm. own thing yeah. and did it very well yeah. but um like what is it about queer that like resonates with you huh I mean, first of all, I'll go back to the statement that I made yeah. and like say I'm not queering pop culture by right. the way like it's already queer it's totally queer. but i'm i'm just populating it with more like mm -hmm. i just want there to be more av like not avenues um accessibility more is stories, what you were yeah. is what you were saying um <laughs> yeah but i think um i think in terms of being queer i connect to the fact that it's just all encapsulating like and also it's like it's it can be more fluid like mm -hmm. it's not like a rigid definition oh you have to be gay mm -hmm. because I, I feel like I you know although like I don't have like a super um, fluid past you know but like I, I feel different than I was when I was like just coming out and mm -hmm. like and like experiencing gay culture for the first time it's just, it, it I just feel different now like I'm at a different place and like being gay or and I don't really like the term gay to be honest because I, yeah. I again I feel it's very rigid mm -hmm. um, but you know I don't know. I, I I connect to that. Yeah, like you said, idea of otherness, and I th I think there's a lot of room in there to move around. Totally. 
Jump around. Jump, jump around. Jump. jump around. Um, is there anything that you would like to say to our listeners? Um, I love like you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. This is now a I love you ASMR session uh, where I, I just say so that much. I love you with all of my heart <laughs> for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> um, well, we love you, Stone Street. Yeah, we love you, and we love our listeners, too. <laughs> yes. Um, love our little star seeds. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Stone Street Sounds. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Stone Street. You can find me on Spotify. Um, just type in Stone Street. That's my artist name. And, um, and give me a follow on there. You can find me on Apple Music. Really any listening platform. Um, just type in Stone Street. And you can also find me on YouTube, and that's where I put all my music videos, um, and my channel is called Stone Street Music. Yeah. One final thing, hmm. we're neighbors. Yeah, we are neighbors. <laughs> we live on Stone Street. <laughs> kind of, but uh, it's really funny when that actually happened. Yes. Like, my friend just moved in on the same block as you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> super funny. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. We yeah. really appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you for being for our, our yeah. guest. And uh, if you see Stone Street, you know, leave him a comment. Or if you see him, you know, when you when you go on, listen to his stuff, leave him a comment. Let us know you heard him uh, heard him uh, here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let me know it's fucking terrible. Let, <laughs> let him know it's awesome. Because we're awesome musicians <laughs> here who, and artists who love each other and who support each other. But thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks again. We'll be back, guys. There's not a disco ball here presently. No romance. Feels this good and comes so easily. You're not that far off from my
for joining us today. Thank you, Stone Street. And I didn't get to say this when he was here. I keep forgetting when our guests are here to say the quote that's meant for them, but I did tell him before <laughs> he left. But um, uh, this is a quote that I had picked up. It's called, uh, it says, hold on. <laughs> Beauty isn't having a pretty face. It's about having a pretty mind, a pretty heart, and a pretty soul. Ooh. But unknown. That unknown guy, he he's like on point. A <laughs> he's lot. the greatest philosopher of all time. He is, yes. <laughs> um, let's wrap things up with our gratitude list. Alrighty, what have you got. Oh, I'm I'm first. Uh, I am grateful. Am I? No, I'm not going to do that one this time. I'm grateful that I have let it be okay. Uh, the days that I didn't do my you know intense jogging, or the days that I slacked a little bit on it. Mm-hmm. And just let that be okay. Um, and uh, I'm grateful also that uh, there have been some things I've looked at about getting healthier in life. And I this week, we were talking about this before, I cut off some avenues of my kind of like unhealthiness to where, oh, well, I don't have that option. It was like, I was, yeah, I, I just cut off a lot of options of me being unhealthy. Uh, this week and I think that's going to help me and I'm grateful that I got to uh, see two, my two best friends today in the same spot Yay. on the same day <laughs> and that the, the love here was just so like very awesome and I really appreciate that and I just got to say an early happy birthday to you Demi Yay. it's uh, this you. is your last episode of being <clears throat> I'll be 31. Okay. I'll be 32. I was about to say, I said okay, but I was like, you're 10 years younger than me. So. Yeah, I'll be I'll be 32. Yeah. I don't even know how old I am. <laughs> I know how old you are. 
Um, yeah, my birthday's on Wednesday the 2nd. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, I'm grateful for karmic lessons. Mm. I know I haven't exactly been vibrating at 100% myself. Um, I know that there are some things that I'm currently in the process of realigning. And um, I'm thankful for that because I, I needed that kind of like retuning. And, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to re reignite that karma or realign that karma, I should say. But um, I'm grateful for divine messaging. Oh, yes. And, uh, girl, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Every minute of every day, I'm getting, like, downloads. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, these tarot cards that I have now mm -hmm. and are just, like, another tool that I'm using. And I divine messages all day long given to me. I'll take it. Uh, I'm also grateful for Grandma. <laughs> she is... My best friend. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> love you. Yes, me or grandma? Both you. Oh, okay, I love you too. I, was to say, I didn't want to say that, and then you said I was talking to my grandma. Yeah, I got choked up there for a second. That's okay. That you know, this is that's what this is about. It's about you know being able to you know have gratitude, being able to see the things that 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 help us. Yeah. And you know, we give us feedback, you guys, because. We express love on this show, express love, you know, to each other and hopefully to us. And we, we want to know if, if we do impact you, how we do so we can make that better and make this uh, show even more helpful. Absolutely. Woo. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and follow Twitter. Us. <laughs> yes. All the links are in the description for the show notes. Um, Patreon. You can support us on Patreon if you find value in this show. Yes. We would love to have monetary uh, compensation for that. Not necessary. Not asking for it. But if you feel necessary. If you feel... We're not asking. <laughs> but we're not not asking. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I think that's... Oh, rate and subscribe. Please. We need, yes. we need more ratings. We need more subscription. If, if, even if you listen to one episode. Right. Subscribe. Or give it five stars. Yes, and you know I'll say this, and you might know someone who this oh this show would be perfect for so and so. Share Send it. it. Yes. Yeah. Share that with them. Yeah. Even if it's not your thing, be like, oh, this is this is my my sister's thing. I will absolutely send this to her. Yes. Yes. Share, share, share. Um, I think that's everything. So thanks for listening. And as, as always, Godspeed, Godspeed Star Seeds. Star -seeds.